Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with Natalie Duflo, who is an artist who paints figurative works based off of photographs that either inspire her or that she has taken that tell the story of her being in a life where she felt like she had to be a people pleaser and how she is now working toward a life where she can really feel and that life that she was meant to live. She worked in a corporate job after getting her degree for about 17 years and was just really unhappy there. And now, for the past two years, has been a full-time painter, living the dream. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. Glad to hear that. Thank you for agreeing to come on my show, be a guest. I know it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes. I don't know if that's the case for you, but I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm happy to be here. Can we start by talking a little bit more about kind of where you are at? You've been a full-time painter for the last two years, but where are you today? What's happening in your business, your life? What are you working towards? What are your challenges? Just a little bit of whatever you want to tell me, and we'll go from there. Okay. My business in the past year has grown a lot because I've learned so much, not only technically, but also marketing-wise. That has resulted in a lot of commissions, which I love doing. So that part of my business is going really well. I do need other part of painting too, which are my own my heart's art. Yeah. I do them. I paint a lot. But I'm still looking for better ways to sell those pieces, share them with the world, because I feel like I have an important story to tell. And I'm not happy yet with how that's working. Okay. So let me make sure that I understand. I'm going to repeat back. Your business has grown. You're doing a lot of commissions which you love doing, but you want to sell more originals and you're not happy yet with how you're talking about them, how people are receiving them. What's the part there that I didn't quite get what you were asking? I think it's all of it. I feel like I haven't grown into the best way of talking about Mm -hmm. those. I feel a little... Not scared, but easy talking about them because it's such a vulnerable thing. I do share them on social media and in my newsletter, but I feel like I can do better, which would hopefully result in more sales too. Hmm. Define better for me. What do you mean by better? I want to share my story in a more consistent way. I want my social media to reflect that story in a that's gathered way. I feel like I want to do 
a more thorough job of telling my story. That would be like the words of my story, but also accompany it by the paintings that it's visual side. Right. Okay. So what is the story that you want to tell? Let's start with that. What would you like to be the overarching thing that you are sharing with people about your life, your story, your art? I want people, actually, I want to tell people that are where I used to be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I want to tell my younger self, but in other people, that they are wrong. They are not broken. They are not hopeless. They are not lost causes. There is hope. Didn't believe that until Mm. a couple of years ago. And I want to show them that if I can change, I can start living, thriving, that it's possible for other people to just want to give them hope. That's beautiful. Thank you. So if I were to summarize that, the overarching message of your art is there is hope for you to live a better life. Would you say that differently? I I would maybe say there is hope for you to live the life that you are meant to live. Best possible life that's inside of you. Even Even if today it feels like an impossible change to make. Because that's where I want my dream to go. Okay, so your overarching message is there is hope for you to live a better life, even if that feels impossible today. If we are looking at your content, because that's what we're talking about right now. If we are looking at your content for the past 30, 60, 90 days, what percentage of your content relates back to that message in some way, shape, or form? Think about 35. What does the rest of it say? The rest of it is commissions that I've done, shared how I love them and this is the result or things that I'm working on, but not really sharing the story behind the piece. So it's all related to the art, but you don't necessarily go deep with it all the time. Exactly. It's more of a visual account. Yeah. I don't think it has to be deep 100% of the time. So let's just give yourself a little bit of grace there. But if you were to say, even if we're not going quote unquote deep, but we want it to at least touch on some aspect of that message, what percentage would you like it to be from 30 or 35%? I would love it to have 70%. 70. Great. So real quick, if we were to summarize the regular, the average amount of content that you put out in a week. How much is that and what does that look like? I post about four or five regular posts by an image and one reel a week and sometimes a story, but those are not always art related. Yeah. I also happen to know that you write a newsletter fairly regularly. Is that weekly, couple times a month? How would you say that? Yeah, three times a month. Okay. So we are averaging, I'm going to say that's once a week because that just makes math easier. So if we're doing four or five images, a reel, and a newsletter, let's say that's six pieces of content. So instead of 
two of those being about your story, we want to aim for four. Where are you going to get stuck? Well, I do have to say that my newsletter is already where I want it to be. Great. That's my story. I do not know how to post an image, which is a painting that I made or that Mm -hmm. I am making, and then combining it with the actual words of my story. I don't know how. Is it because your brain equates the image has to match exactly to the text? Like they have to feel like... Yes. Whatever you write, the image has to illustrate or vice versa. Exactly. If I post a painting of a hand, then I feel the need to write about why it's a hand. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that for me. The the images that I paint, for me, they're logically related to my story, but I can't really explain why they look like that. What if I just said... And I gave you no more advice after this. Like, this is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. What if I just said they don't have to match? Does that fix everything? I don't know. It helped, actually. How does it help? I had never imagined posting a a painting of a hand with a caption that says, there's hope for everyone because I was lost and now I'm... Now I'm found... No way. <laughs> well, now I'm thriving, so that means it's possible for you too. I I didn't know that. Sounds so silly. I no, it's a really common thing. Okay. I would also like to say that some of my favorite accounts that I follow do exactly that. Can you think of any in your mind that just helps cement that idea that it's okay for you, that you enjoy following where they might post a hand and not talk about the hand, but talk about thriving. Think of an actual account that does that, but I can imagine it being okay, actually. Yeah. Think about your newsletter. I happen to be very familiar with your newsletter. That's exactly what you do. You share an image, and then you tell some little anecdote about what you've been thinking about or feeling or a lesson you learned. It's not about the hand. Why is it different on social media? I don't expect anything to come out of my newsletter because I just love doing it. Mm. And I don't like doing social media. I have to force myself. And then I I feel like because I it feels like working, I need to get something out of it. Uh, So what if we made it less about working and more about playing and allowed playing to be something that works. That would be amazing because that's why I love doing my newsletter. Right. Yeah. I I think the more outcome we attach to something, the more it feels like work and the less it feels like play. I've actually personally gotten into a pretty good rhythm lately with creating reels without caring what or why. It's more about just I'm going to create a reel. And it has felt good. And people have responded much better than when I am attaching some sort of outcome that has to happen to it. Does that mean that I have no purpose to my posts? No, there's still a purpose behind them. 
but I'm just allowing it to feel like creative play. Can we do that? I I don't know. I hope so. Well, if you can, maybe there's a way for me to. There's a way for everyone to. We just have to flip the way that we are thinking about social media from I don't like it, it's work, to what do you think when you write a newsletter? I feel the need to tell, to share something. And when I write it, because I love writing, and then I am happy because I get to share it with people that I know are interested in what I have. So it's a joyful thing. Okay, so from now on, when we're creating social media posts, we are doing it from, I want to tell people something. I want to share with anyone who would be interested. Do we need to go more practical? Like, what does that actually look like? I'm already thinking about what would it look like. Okay. Because I'm thinking about recycling pieces of my newsletters into social media, but I haven't done it because I felt it didn't match the visual. Right. You have a lot of newsletters. You're really good at writing them. Could we make your very first post of this new era just a recycled newsletter? An entire one? Your newsletters aren't very long, but also it doesn't have to be an entire one. It could be a paragraph from it. So it would just be in the caption or it would be a reel? Well, here's the fun part. We get to play with it. So, okay, let's like be like super practical here and just say you've got a typical four to six posts a week that you're putting out. Okay, so let's go back and pick out a newsletter, anyone. And for the first post, we're going to take the image from the newsletter and we're going to take the caption and we are going to repurpose it. That's number one. And this isn't going to be necessarily every week, but I just want to show you that it's possible. For the second one, let's take a different newsletter and let's make a carousel. Do you know what a carousel is? It's okay. So it's basically a image post, except you post multiple images and then you write a caption. It's that slidey picture thing that you come across. Yeah. So for that one, we can take an old newsletter that says something about there is hope for you to live a better life, even if that feels impossible today, or some minuscule version of that. And we're going to put the text with a blank background, some, some sort of color, whatever color works for your brand, and write the newsletter over that block of color and post them as a carousel. So it's just words. So then we don't really need much of a caption. Might be one sentence or something. And then for the third one, we're gonna do a reel. And we're gonna take either one of those two newsletters or another one, and we're going to either speak the story or do you know what B-roll is? B-roll is where you take your camera and you film something you're doing. Easy. doesn't have to be anything special. It can be you painting. It can be you cleaning your studio. It can be you going for a walk. It can be you playing with your cats, whatever that is. And then do a voiceover, basically restating the thought behind some newsletter. Okay. So let's call that one. 
real B-roll voiceover. Let's do another reel. Let's do one where you're talking to the camera, again, restating an idea from a newsletter. So this week is all about playing with, you're already comfortable with the newsletters and you do a good job with your breaking it down into one little thought and sharing it and being vulnerable, but having a point to it. Yeah. For your fifth one, hmm, this is where I want you to pick an image of something you're working on. And you actually have access to that PDF of like 15 different ways to show one piece of art. So you can take an image you already have, or you can look at that doc and pick another way that you want to take a photograph of it. And then you're going to pretend you're writing a newsletter, but you're going to write a caption that's unrelated. That is actually the assignment. Okay. The reason why I'm giving you this assignment is because I just want you to see that you can take what you're already doing and the way you're already doing it, and you can repurpose them for social media. Even if you didn't have anything to repurpose, you can still do content in the way that you loved doing it. But there's all these different ways to do it, to put it out there, and I want you to play with them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start to notice either, I really like just being able to experiment with telling a tiny bit of my story. And so I'm just going to go all over the place for a while and that's okay. Or you might find, I really like doing it these two ways. I'm going to do more of those next week. Okay. Yeah. Neither way is wrong. I am currently in experimental phase. I'm like, I don't have a particular, like the other day I tried green screen. The other day I tried speeding up some video of me, like resetting the visuals behind my desk. I tried writing on a piece of paper and then zooming into it. Like none of them match. And that's okay. Eventually, some of them will stand out to me and I will do more of those. As I see, one, what I like doing and also what people react to, it's like your art. You're creating from the heart, but you're also seeing what people react to. And if they choose note cards over a large original or whatever that is, like we're putting those two factors together, what they want and what you want, and finding our sweet spot. Okay, that sounds good. Hey there, fellow artists and creative souls. This one's for you. If you're tired of the hustle, the endless marketing strategies that just don't feel like you, and the struggle to find the consistent income from your art, listen up. I want to introduce you to the Consistent Income for Artists program. It's not just another art marketing course. It is your personal roadmap to authentic sales and a more fulfilling creative life. Imagine finally getting paid what your art is worth while still having time to enjoy what you love most. Are you ready to stop playing small and start seeing tremendous growth without losing sight of your art's true essence? It's time to become a better artist, not just in your creations, but in your marketing too. And let me tell you, we've all been there, feeling the self-doubt creeping in, burning out, playing small. But here's the thing. It's not your fault. It is time for an upgrade. One of our artists, Laura, said, I had a lot of self-doubt in my brain trying to talk me out of it, but I did all the things you said, and it totally worked. It's not about passion versus money. It's about both. 
So join us and discover the secret to selling your art authentically, building confidence, connecting with your dream buyers, and creating a structured yet flexible marketing plan. I'm Jessica Craddock, and I have helped countless artists like you make three times more in their art sales within the first year. My consistent income program focuses on growing as a person just as much as the doing so that you can actually get ahead of the game this time. This program is for you if you're ready to make your big vision a reality, connect with the right people, and build a community that fuels your creativity. It's time to trust yourself, get out of your comfort zone, and leave the world a little bit more beautiful with your art. Don't settle for mediocrity if you can have more. Sign up for Consistent Income today and let's redefine your artistic journey together. You've got this. I've got your back. If you want more information, you can either visit my website or check out the show notes from this podcast to learn more and take the first step towards artistic success. And if you're not quite ready to sign up now, send me an email at jessica@theartistmarket.co with any thoughts or questions you have, and we'll decide if it's right for you together. Talk soon. Do you want to break down there is hope for you to live a better life, even if that feels impossible today, so it feels easier to talk about? Or do you feel like, I think I pretty much got it. I would love to break it down because it feels like a big message. It is a big message. Yeah. And that's okay because that means there's a lot of things to talk about inside of it. But also sometimes that's where it's kind of paralyzing. So if that was our umbrella, what are some of the common themes of how you like to talk about that? I do like to talk about the fact that I was raised to be a people pleaser and to completely disregard my own wishes and feelings and desires. Mm-hmm. That's a good you one. Know, I've heard that from you before. People pleasing. What else? Feels like it's always about me. I don't know if that's all right. It is you. It's your yeah. art. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted the other people to relate to it. So, okay. A lot of people would start off this process by saying... What is the message that I want to get across and inspire people to move toward? And then you get a bunch of content that's like, live your best life, which is great. But you hear that a lot. And so it just doesn't land very well. So what I would encourage you to do is think about how do I experience this? Because the more you can talk about you the more they can relate to it. Instead of you talking to them and trying to be a teacher, guru, person, if you can share from inside, they can go, yes, I connect with that. I understand what she's saying. I want to be more like that. I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to think like that. You already know how to do that. Yes, I do. I do feel like talking about myself too much would push people away though it doesn't always have to be here's this deep wound that i had and here's how i healed it or anything like that like yes we want to share some of those overarching things too but in the day-to-day 
I'm trying to think about a past newsletter I've gotten from you. Hold on. I'm just going to pull one up. All right. The last newsletter I got from you says that kind of person. Is this okay for me to share? Yes, of course. Okay. There is a, a beautiful painting slash photorealistic-ish leaf floating on some water. And then you talk about how I don't want to be, or I don't want someone who looks like The Rock to be my fitness trainer or to get business advice from Tony Robbins. It's too intimidating. I would rather have someone who is just a normal person and has overcome to be good at something. And this thought process exists entirely in my head and is based on nothing. But I prefer learning from someone who has been where I'm at right now. That is talking about you, but it's also something that people can go, yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Does that? Yeah, it does. If you're thinking, I'm talking too much about me, I want you to ask yourself if someone could say, yeah, me too. And if they could, you're not really, t I mean, you are talking about yourself, but that's not what they're reading. What they're reading is, I relate to that or I don't. Yeah. It doesn't translate as, she won't shut up about herself. It translates as, she gets me. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so we've got one subtopic so far, which is people-pleasing. What would you say another one is? Another one would be how my body was telling me for years that I wasn't living the life that was my best life. It was telling me to Stop, but I didn't listen to it. And I kept kept going in spite of. Are you talking about your physical body, like the the yes. health of it, or are you talking about like my gut was telling me? No, my physical body was telling me. So I'm also gonna put listen to my body. Can you think of a third one? I don't know if this is one, but I kept going for my cats because I feel like if you take on a responsibility like that, an animal or something else, you have to do it to the best of your abilities. And having had men that I had to get up and take care of them, because that's what I do. I'm not sure exactly how to word that, but I'm putting something like having cats and the responsibility of their livelihood. Yeah, I feel like I just want to be the best mom I can be for them. Should I, I change it to best cat mom? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably silly, I know. but No, it doesn't. They're important to me. Do you know how many people in the world can relate to I want to be the best cat mom? I am on a group thread on Instagram called Probably Dog Memes. It's just a bunch of my friends that randomly see funny animal crap on Instagram. Not even necessarily funny, but things related to animals and send it to each other. There are so many people who love dogs and cats and like just want to watch them and think about them and care about them and how do other people do it? And oh, that was a funny thing that yours did, huh? Like. Yeah. yeah. You may feel funny saying it, but I'm just mm -hmm. telling you, if you don't know already, and I bet you do now that I'm saying it, there's this whole subculture of people 
who feel the same way. Yeah. Every time we're on a call together and your cat walks across the desk, everyone goes, oh, look at the cat. It's so cute. Don't they? They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. So these can change because your overarching message is going to be the same. Before now, if we're like, how do I even say there's hope for you to live a better life, even if that feels impossible today? We can look through these three lenses to think, how can I break that down even further Mm -hmm. into people-pleasing? We're listening to my body. We're having cats and taking care of their livelihood and that responsibility. And then we're not going to go here today, but one exercise that I'll sometimes recommend is putting a big circle on a piece of paper, writing... There is hope for you to live a better life, even if that feels impossible today in the middle. And do three circles off of that with one says people pleasing, one says listen to my body, one says having cats. From there, you can break those down into more circles and more circles and more circles. And every time you have an idea, just put it in one of the circles. And then when you're like, what do I talk about today? You have all the way from overarching idea to tiny, minuscule ideas to pull from. It's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I can put it in my phone and every time I think of something, I can add it. Yeah. Yeah. If that's hard to do on a phone, it could be you just have a paper with that at the top and then your three topics and then you just, you know, keep nesting inside of that. Mm -hmm. Either way works. I used to have an app on my phone where I could draw those circles and add to it when I thought of things, that got really hard on the phone, not going to lie. But it's possible. Okay. Cute. Okay, so now we've got some new beliefs. We've got it's okay for them to not match. We've got I'm creating content from a place of wanting to tell people something and share with people who are interested in it. We've got a foundation of a newsletter that you already like writing and already know how to do and have a lot of practice with. So we're going to experiment with five different ways to put already written content out there again, just so you can kind of start to get a feel for it. And we've got some subtopics that we can use as a lens when we're kind of running low on ideas. What else do you need? I'm happy. I don't think I need anything else. How realistic is it from you to go from this call over to, I know it's nighttime where you're at, but over to your computer or your phone and say, I'm going to make some content ready to go. Are there any more barriers or do you feel like, I think I can get started? I've been using one of those social media planning tools. So now I plan my my posts and reels every Monday for the week to come. What are you using? Missing letter. Missing letter. I don't know that one. Okay, keep going. And that is helping me a lot because then I know the rest of the week, I don't have to worry about posting things. And I think a combination of these post ideas and that tool, is going to help me a lot to make it be like less work. How, just out of curiosity, what does that tool do for you? I, I write my posts in there. I add an image and I plan them in the calendar. So it's just a scheduler, basically. Uh, yeah, it's very simple. You are 
in my consistent income group. So you have access to this tool that you can use, which is the social media post planner, which I think might even help you further. It's the consistent income content planner, three topics. So when you go in there, you can put those subtopic ideas into the three main content topics. You can even break them down into nine from there. And then when you go over to the planner, you have like, I don't know how many are in there, 50 or 60 different prompts about how to talk about those things. And it also suggests different types of posts, like different ways to show your static image or your carousel or different types of video that you can use. So that even if you only had one idea in there, you could create, I don't know, 50, no, I guess it's more like 30 different Mm -hmm. types of posts from that one idea, just using different photos and different video ideas. Yeah, that's going to be helpful. So I would recommend using that in conjunction with your scheduler, because that seems to be working for you, just to get the juices flowing. Yes. And I think you might actually end up really liking posting on social media. That would be wonderful. On a scale of one to 10, how realistic does that sound to you? And I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a seven. Oh, that's pretty high. I'll yeah. take that. Okay, one more thing I want you to do. Let's take a post-it note and write something along the lines of, I want to share my story because that was something you told me was really important to you before. I want to share my story that there is hope, even if it feels impossible today. Because when you come from that place that I want to inspire this really true, really gut-pulling message for me, Mm -hmm. then all you got to do is put it out there, as opposed to, I have to create four social media posts. Which feels gross. Yeah. True. I've posted. All right. Takeaways. Give me one takeaway and any homework that you're going to go execute. My biggest takeaway is that the visual and the caption of the post don't have to match. It's mm. liberating. And my homework is to create five posts a week on social media based on my newsletters. Mm -hmm. And they don't always have to be based on your newsletters, but the idea of how you make the newsletter. Yes. Sure. It's very motivating that I already have some text. So yeah, start. I hate to keep throwing things, but I keep thinking there's a million tools you can use and you're going to have to kind of experiment and play with them to see what really works for you. But one other thing you could do It's just every time a thought pops in your head that you're like, someone might relate to that. Just go write it in a Google Doc or a a note on your phone. And even if it's only three sentences, but it pops in your head, just go write it down and then figure out how you'd like to share it later. Because if you're thinking it, it's probably already coming from the place of there is hope for you to live a better life, even if it feels impossible today. Yeah, and I have led a lot of those small thoughts, so I mm-hmm. really do let them down. And then eventually we can start, like, 
taking your newsletters and feeding them into your social media posts and your social media posts and feeding them into your newsletters and just making the whole process a lot easier and more streamlined. But let's yeah. do a little experimenting first. Okay, Natalie, if they want to follow along and hear more about this story, where should they go? I do have a website. It's Natalie Duflo Arts. Natalie is with T-H. And Duflo is D-U-F-L-O-S. And then arch.com. Perfect. And that's where they sign up for your newsletter, which you should do. And if they want to see how you're coming along on social media, where should they go? It's Natalie underscore Duflo. Yes, on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay, perfect. Is it the same on Facebook? You said you're on Facebook as well. Yes, it is. Okay, great. I can't wait to hear how your social media planning goes for the week. Mm -hmm. Will you share with me in Slack when you are done? Oh, cool. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. All right. Well, thank you again, Natalie. It was lovely. Thank you. I'm happy I did it, and I'm really happy with the outcome. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Bye, Natalie.